co-host. I'm Jennifer Poron. I'm Drew Gilbert. And we have an exciting guest with us today. But first, let's get to our WTH of the week, which can only be one man. Take it away, Mr. Gilbert. Am I doing it? Yes. I'm getting to go first? You are. But I'm I'm more chivalrous. I'm quite the gentleman. Well, you do your part, and then I'll do our part about right. who's going to come in and take his place. All right, so we're doing the WTH. Uh, the longest-serving United States senator in the history, senator in the history of our great state, Alabama, has decided he's not going to run again. He's going to pack it up. I think it has something to do with the fact that he's like ninety, <coughs> and he's kind of like. I was a little surprised at the age. Yeah, he's kind of like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's time to retire for most people. Well, I don't mean to be crass, but it's like really close to time to not be living anymore. Yeah, it could <laughs> I mean, be. Yeah. It really is. Uh, but old boy's been serving. He's served my entire life. Valiantly for a long, long he's time. He's been my Let's United States way. senator. He can go home without regrets about he's yeah. he's laid it all on the field. Yeah, and we talked about kind of the different uh, senator archetypes, and you actually you really saw, in my opinion, a magnifying glass on this in the Trump era of presidency. Um, he didn't really care. He didn't get in the mm-hmm. weeds at all. He didn't, he didn't have to. He didn't feel the need to pledge allegiance to Trump or kiss the ring or anything or play any of the games. He's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just I'm here doing what I've been doing for 30-plus <laughs> years now. Um, so, cool story. He actually served as a Democrat in his first term in the United States Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he flipped. And now, he, in his defense, he was always a conservative Democrat. Sure. Uh, he was actually... Well, when, that's what Alabama used to when be. When he was a member yeah. of the Alabama State Senate back in the day, uh, there was a group called the Bowl Weevils that mm-hmm. was a group of um, conservative Democrats, and he was in that group. So he was always conservative. He got elected as a Democrat, and in his first term, switched to Republicans. He's been a Republican ever since. Um, was always a conservative, so I don't know that he really was one of those that just switch parties to be cool. I think he's one that could actually sincerely make the argument that who he was mm-hmm. would kind of change to a different party sure. at that point. So so Richard's leaving. He still got – he just got reelected. So, I mean, he's got, what, four years left mm-hmm. on his term. So but he's went ahead and announced. So yeah, so that the, so the, 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 the free fall can begin. Start, and that's where you get much to come with, in. Much with uh, – as with the Georgia Who's Senate gonna race. Who's going to take this seat? Well – I don't think she's going to take the seat, but she may try. Talk to so me. So very uh, quickly after this announcement was made, Terry Sewell, who yeah, she's is not part take of that our, seat. yeah, she's yeah, not. not um, but she's from, um, she's our only Democrat in the House delegation. <laughs> our first Black woman elected to Congress from Alabama, so that was significant to her. She's our only Democrat now, and when that seat opened up, and with Kamala Harris becoming our Vice President, there are uh, no black women in the senate right now um yeah are, so right am i right yeah, yeah no, no, black, right. no yeah. black women in the senate she was the one and so she's looking at it um she i think she went on msnbc and um said that she's at least considering it now the trade-off would be she's been there long enough that she's gotten some prime committee appointments. She's really doing some good work for the state in her current role in the House. Um, so it would really be a choice of her of, um, you know, do I take the chance? Because somebody has to do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody mm-hmm. has to make sure that, um, you know, we continue to break down these barriers and that everybody's at the table, people of color, women, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, the question politically is, is she the one 
that can do it, or is someone else in a better position to fill that role? Well, you have to imagine someone in a more liberal state's in a much better mm-hmm. role for that. Uh, you think about, uh, obviously here recently we know Doug Jones was elected as a Democrat in Alabama. There's a few things, and elephant in the room. He was a white man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a thing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also he's a moderate with a record of being a moderate Democrat, and it was a special election with a really low voter turnout. And he was against just a pariah of a candidate. I mean, mm-hmm. Roy Moore just, he's a, he's a character out of a movie. And so that's how we got a Democrat to the Senate in Alabama. I would argue that Doug would have a decent chance in this election mm-hmm. because it's going to be in a, um, it's going to be in a non-presidential election year. And you don't have Trump on the ticket, which was a really strong vote getter for Tuberville because sure. Tuberville literally just beat the drum of Trump, Trump, mm-hmm. Trumpity Trump, and that's how he got elected. So I would argue that Doug Jones could stand a chance, but does he want it now? Right. <laughs> like he's got on the other side of a Senate career now, and anybody that follows politics knows what that means. He actually has a chance to make a lot of money now mm-hmm. because people are going to want to hire him and write mm-hmm. books and be a correspondent on CNN. And uh, does he want that? You know, does he want to come back and only make? What two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year as a senator? Right. Two thirty four, I think it is. So, a little background on on Terry Sewell. I'd for, forgotten this, but she's uh, from Selma, mm-hmm. uh, very important in the mm-hmm. state of Alabama. She's currently she's in her um, sixth term, I think. Yeah, sixth term. Yeah, and they serve two year terms in the house. And yeah. she's in the seat once held by Shelby. Yeah. So she's in Shelby's seat, and she also once interned for him. And so um, there's a connection between, I don't think it goes so far as to I don't say think necessarily she's a mentor, the, I don't but, think she's gonna get you know, the Shelby endorsement. Um, she's someone that respects the legacy, even though obviously politically they disagree. Obviously their backgrounds are quite different, but she uh, seems to respect, you know, Senator Shelby from the standpoint of a human being and what he's been able to do for his state. Um, yeah. So there's, you know, it's just always one of those weird things whenever um, – uh, it's always odd when someone who's been, say, an intern or or something way in the past, then becomes a legitimate, mm-hmm. you know, front runner to, mm-hmm. to take your mm-hmm. uh, seat. It's always interesting, um, you know, when when someone's going to. So to also do that. with Miss Sewell, uh, can we do like a vocabulary word of the day? Mm-hmm. Uh, gerrymandered. <laughs> uh, look up the word gerrymandered. Yeah, Jerry with um, a G. <laughs> with a G. Look it up. Uh, in Alabama, uh, after you look up the word gerrymandered, look up the Alabama congressional districts. Mm-hmm. Anyone that lives in Alabama uh, is from Alabama. You will look at Terry Sewell's district and you'll be like, man, what were they doing with that thing? Mm-hmm. And then you realize that they were circling like a lot of minority people mm-hmm. into one district. Into one district. To like only have the one Democrat sure. from the state. Mm-hmm. Because we all know that, uh, you know, just look at the presidential election that just happened. Two out of every three people that voted for president voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. One out of every three voted for Joe Biden. Our, um, our centers are Birmingham, our Tuscaloosa, our Montgomery. Mm-hmm. They are more Democratic. They're more African-American. Mm-hmm. We all know this, and then we know that our, our rural areas are more conservative. Right. Well, if we really drew congressional districts to represent these segments of our state, then you know Birmingham would have one, Montgomery would have one, uh, Tuscaloosa might be looped in with Birmingham, mm-hmm. Huntsville would have one, Mobile would have one, and then we kind of carve out the rest of the rural area. But instead, we grab what we could of um, we grab what we could of Tuscaloosa and Montgomery and, and give it to Terry Sewell, mm-hmm. so we only have the one Democrat. Yeah. So. 
Uh, look up gerrymandering. Look up gerrymandering. Um, also, I'll put in a plug for the Facebook page, the article that mentions uh, Terry. She did an interview with the 19th, which is a, uh, a female-based uh, news site that I follow. That's on our Facebook page. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so just follow us on Facebook. So who's our guest this week? So our guest is um, Matthew the Ostrich Mitchell. Uh, formerly known as the Daily Mountain Eagle on Twitter. Yeah, and no disrespect, but I've I told you that in my mind I keep thinking of him as Trivia, trivia Matt, Matt because he's also your trivia guy. It's your yeah, place of business. This is so true. Um, I just know him as Trivia Matt at this point. But we'll bring Matt in. I think uh, we're bringing him into the belly of the beast here. Um, mm -hmm. Right. This is maybe the second time that he's actually <laughs> been to the place that um, uh, nearly burned to the ground. Yeah. Uh, no, that's an exaggeration. So we'll bring he Matt under in. And he understands taking liberties. <laughs> We're going to bring so. Matt in and we'll talk. We've got some story time, right? All right. Here he is. We'd like to welcome to the podcast Trivia Matt, Matt Mitchell, Matt, Matt the Ostrich. Matt the Ostrich Mitchell, I think, is the official Alias. title. Yeah. yeah. Aliases. Um, so we started a, a political podcast and we talked about a lot of the history of Walker County politics and the switch from Democrat to Republican and mm -hmm. we talked about presidential races and we have all these politicians in here so naturally we were like well, we gotta get Matt the Ostrich Mitchell mm -hmm. in here. He's the next step. It's, it's logical so yeah. here you are um, started, you got your own podcast going now. Uh, I, yeah for, for now we'll see. For this now. is new. Yeah. It's, it's new very, yeah. It's very new. Um, uh, it's uh, you know it was the funness of it was uh, was great when it launched and then you get into like editing it yeah you're Jeffrey like I actually have to do this and thing I'm sure attest to it uh, it's work you need at to that get point a, it becomes work you need to get a Jeffrey we have a Jeffrey yeah. I know that's what I'm missing <laughs> is a Jeffrey <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a butler from like a it 80s it? sitcom like it's a Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey was the yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel Air right. Right. I might Jeffrey, I might yeah. can get a, a a Jeff but I can't afford a Jeffrey pockets aren't deep enough for that now who's it through this is through the work yes through al.com through through my who Hollering. Yeah, no, that is, is that just yours? a just just private adventure of me. Yeah, oh, cool. Oh, I thought it was through AI. Um, so, are you okay. recording like remote with these folks or are y'all getting together? No, we get together. We open mouth kiss, um, make that sure that smart. COVID. Uh, we don't allow that in here. Uh, well, well, I was told, point. Jeffrey set that up beforehand. <laughs> he said, brush your teeth, there buddy. There will be open mouth kissing. There's going to be some uh, swapping of the spit. No, yeah. this is all Zoom. Yeah, okay. So it, it, it it's hit or miss. You know, like I, my second uh, episode was with James Spann, who has a very professional setup. Oh, yeah. And um, Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a tech he's nerd, man. Like, I thought um, I had a nice little setup, but, you know, he's he's got something pretty sweet. So uh, you just down in the basement there at the house doing yeah. this? Yeah. And then you just zoom in with these guys and, and do the do, guys and gals. So and some the of them, some of the audio on, on like James Spans is fantastic because he's got a great setup. And yeah. others, it's like, you know, it's like I was talking to him through a payphone, you know. Yeah. But so tell us what it is. It's a humor it. podcast. And supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be humorous. And yeah. it has that southern like bent to it it seems the guests you're talking about church potlucks i saw so far it's been yeah because they've mostly i think every guest has been a southerner so it's kind of naturally gone that direction but i mean we, we go anyway but what's but, the name about explain the name again so the concept behind it is called hooting and hollering uh shameless plug yeah subscribe where you listen right yeah you can get it wherever you get your pods and uh we, you know we kind of just um, going back and forth about random topics to begin with, but then uh, we get to the meat of it, which is I ask them what they're hooting about, which is they tell me what they're excited about currently. Uh huh. Um, could be anything in the world. Could be you know related to their career, or it could be just something they saw on the news. Uh, and then what they're hollering about, which is something that they're uh, not so excited about. You know, angry, frustrated with anything in that kind of wheelhouse. Like there, I dig it. 
I like the concept. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and um, have you listened yet, Jen? I haven't listened. Yet. All right, I got him queued up. I, you didn't even tell me. You said he's Sorry. got his own podcast, and then he didn't tell me what the name of the podcast was. Yeah, I'm so not, I had to I'm not doing do the work and find it. So. We uh, launched late January, yeah, and it's a the new week thing. that it launched, uh, it landed in the top 200 comedy podcasts oh. on Apple. Wow. For for 24 hours and it dropped back out. So oh, but cool. you did it. You get to. I was did there. They send I took you a, a ribbon? screenshot of it and yep. I made my own. Yeah, good. You could do like Ted Cruz and just buy a bunch of your book and then give them to people that don't to your campaign. And so it put him on the New York Times bestseller list That's because he bought his own book. And then he flew to Cancun. Yeah. That should have been our WTH of the week. But this it guy, and then, it and then he's such a politician. And then he uh, he had a bunch of social media shots of him handing out water. I don't know if y'all saw that. Oh yeah. Well, then somebody was actually there showed what it actually would look like, and it like wasn't like a distribution center for anything. It was like a it was like a get together. What was oh, so sad goodness. is that that stunt, the real thing, the real stunt that Ted Cruz pulled was so weird that. The parodies of it were honestly tough for me to decipher. Is this? Did they actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he hand out a bag yeah. of tortilla chips yeah. to some dude in a car? Yeah. And say sorry for the cold weather. Yeah. Sorry about that. all. So I'm honest. There's things out there. I, they fooled me. If that, I don't sorry know. Sorry about all this. Yeah. Uh, Here's some Tostitos for you. This guy. Um, fun. Now, uh, Ed, our news editor, is also a fan of the videos that you do do through AL.com, and those are called what? The the Southern... The uh, Bless Your Rank, right? Yeah, we've got a uh, copia of videos that uh, the 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 channel is, it's a Southern thing. Okay. Um, but there are other, like, series of shows underneath that. The longest-running one that gets takes up uh, most of my time is the sketch comedy series, mm-hmm. which is called... So true, y'all. But then there's an unscripted series that I do called Bless Your Rank that That's my personal I've favorite. been doing for I have two years now. Maybe. I have found, so the concept is you take a category of a food or a drink, um, and then you rank them. And so, like, it would be breakfast biscuits mm-hmm. from fast food restaurants or something like that. And so they do some pre-work to kind of figure out what they're, who's going to be in the mix because you can't do everybody. And I have found I almost always agree with you, Matt. I've got good taste. In, in or at least a, well, we have similar taste. Trash whether palate it, is yeah. the correct. Whether I, it's good I, or bad. I'm really good at picking out junk food. Yeah. yeah. So I have found that I almost always agree with him. And even if I may not agree with the exact ranking of which biscuit won, mm-hmm. um, which I'm going to stay on biscuits here in a second because we're going to talk about biscuits. Um, I, I agree with his, like, tasting notes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what he's throwing out there, I'm like, I agree with you so much right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, biscuits, I'm really glad you said something the other day because – Chick-fil-A is from God, and we all know this, uh, put on this earth. Christian chicken. But you called them out on their biscuit, and you're right. The biscuits are dry. And I've been having this fight with my wife for years. Jack's chicken biscuit's superior because the chicken is close to as good on the biscuit, but the biscuit is a million times better. And my wife and I fought about this for years, and I'm so glad that someone that was in the top 200 of podcast said this for a so day, now I've got, I mean, for a day. Mm-hmm. put that caveat in there yeah. for a day because uh now I, I want an argument at home i think because he so thank you it's uh you know when we did we filmed two episodes this week um and one of them was chicken biscuits mm-hmm. and um chick-fil-a in the competition and i mentioned that i there was a little firestorm a couple weeks ago where mm-hmm. i think my quote was um if Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, why are their biscuits dry as hell? Yes, this was <laughs> the joke. Yeah. That got people really upset. And there's a lot of Chick-fil-A defenders out there, and I don't oh, know why. Yeah. Are you on the payroll? Otherwise, just, you know, I don't care. They're a part of something. It's a movement. They're a part of, I sit in this line for 30 minutes for lunch. You know, yeah, like, they're, they're, it's a movement. 
and you've insulted them because they're in the movement. Uh, they're, they're invested. So mm-hmm. uh, they were in it, and they uh, – I'm just going to – spoiler alert, last place, the biscuit fell apart on them. Wow. And I was like, y'all aren't helping your case. Yeah. This is trash. This yeah. is a trash biscuit. Because you're, you're not rating chicken. You're rating the chicken biscuit. Right. It's the whole point, thing. Right? It was yeah. three categories. Yeah. I'm rating – it's going to get real technical here. Yeah. Uh, the biscuit, of course. Uh, the chicken. <laughs> the chicken. Uh, and and this was a special one. I really like this. We're going. I think we're going to keep this for all fast food bless your ranks moving forward. But the third one was the time spent in the drive-through. Yeah. We did a stopwatch from the moment that we our car came to a stop. Now they are efficient, be, even with big crowds. They no. Which one were you at? Fultondale. Mm. It's our Fultondale is our go-to okay. because it's like fast it's food the, yeah. highway. It's got the, the everything gauntlet. right there off. I don't know what road that is, Walker Chapel or you know. Yep, I don't know. yep. It's, all, it's exactly what they did. Yeah, so I am surprised by that. Which uh, the Fultondale Chick Fil A is in a really terrible location, in my opinion. Oh, the, it's the, the access to all that stuff on that stretch is tough. It's the worst. But Chick Fil A prides themselves corporately. I don't know if you've seen. They literally have rolled out. The, they have iPad ordering now. Like there yeah. is a person remote. <laughs> like you're looking at them. They're always trying to alleviate because they're dealing with lawsuits every day about like blocking other businesses and highways and stuff. So they're having to try to figure out how to alleviate this stuff. They're going to end up, you can mark my words, they'll end up being like a quadruple drive through. They're going to like invent that or something. They're going to have to to alleviate traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, so. This one here in Jasper is a, is a mess. It's, it's nuts. Oh. I, I literally have people in my family that they have a a certain mark of how far the line can be, whether they will or will not. Oh, if it's in the Home Depot parking lot, I'm not going. I actually don't. Like during COVID when it's been all drive-through, see, I would always order on the app. I'd just pull up in the parking lot, roll in, grab my food, and roll out, and I'd beat all the people Mm -hmm. in the drive-through. I don't have that luxury anymore because it's all drive-through. So I literally just don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) During COVID, I'm just like, if someone in my family is going, I'm like, hey, you know, grab me something because I would love to eat it. But I ain't getting in line for it. I'm impatient. Yeah. Can't do it. I mean, here's what we piss off every last chick <laughs> This is the left on red. Um, so let's do origin story on you. So you're from Walker County? Correct. Okay. Grew up on the county line. Um, had a you know, lived Dora. Uh, some, you know, it's it's uh, where I grew up. Actually, it's funny because I'm where I live now. It's the same deal. Like our address is different from where we actually live. It's nobody knows where it's Dora or something ends mm-hmm. and begins. That whole area of the world, it's like that, um, and including uh, like Bagley Corner area mm-hmm. too, is caught in, in say, that. In say Reed, yeah, you're caught in that chasm. Kind of grazeful. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, it's all really weird. Yeah, like, I technically live in Dora, but, you know, I have an Empire zip code or yeah. something. Like, it's just, it's weird. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, and nobody seems to want to sort it out. I don't blame them. Uh, but, yeah, I grew up there. I uh, went to Summerton Christian from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. Um, then went to uh, college at the University of Mobile. Uh, took the uh, six-year plan for undergrad there. Um, what did you get the degree you? Uh, my degree was social sciences. Okay. Um, Which you worked in that field for a while. For a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I moved back, worked at mental health for just a little bit before I landed a job over here at uh, the Department of Human Resources at mm-hmm. DHR doing adult protective services for, uh, and then you know, moving to management. So I was there for about seven years. And you were working there when you started the, the Daily Mountain Eagle Twitter. Right? Yes, yeah. I had been there for uh, about a year before. So, oh, just yeah. that long. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. for those that aren't familiar, uh, you had a satirical uh, Mountain Eagle account, which has kind of started your career now, your career change. I mean, that was where oh, it started. 100%. And yeah. I don't know the story of how 
we're going to talk began. about the genesis a little bit, but the the gist is Daily Mountain Eagle wasn't really advancing technologically at that time. We couldn't have a Twitter account. And didn't have Let's a Twitter for whatever corporate. <laughs> it was not allowed. No that was a corporate like, decision. I, don't, corporate I, didn't, I didn't know this. Couldn't We were not allowed. We could have a Facebook page, but corporate would not allow a Twitter account, and we were never given an explanation why. So there was Now, <laughs> our publisher could have been straight up lying. That's that what you were told? Be, that yeah. could be. But they said we can't. The only social media we were allowed, because um, we didn't do Instagram, I don't think, until very, very recently. The only social media we were allowed to do corporately, as I recall being told, was Facebook. Hmm. That's so why we had no In the chasm on the world. created by you guys not having a Twitter. Well, and let's be, Enter. I'll do a brief little thing. This is 2012 when you did this, right? Mm, correct. Yeah, May 2012. So let's talk about what was happening at the Daily Mountain Eagle as I recall it yeah. that is the year that James left the, the managing editor James left and went to Mississippi and we got a new publisher I'm loving this this is a, this is a, yeah. James doesn't tell the story because James uh-huh. wasn't here well, yeah because uh-huh. James was actually blamed for it early on they he thought was, and, and so I which just went is with why it I was telling Zach that this morning Jack thought James was behind the Twitter <laughs> because James didn't get the publishing yeah, job okay. and he took the job in Mississippi and he thought James was behind it for the longest time that would fit his mo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would yep. believe that. But anyway, so, so that's what's going on here. So there's a change. There's a change in leadership. There's very little social media presence outside of Facebook. And at the time, Facebook was, as I recall, we weren't doing that well with that. So now, tell what so happened give us with the, you starting yeah, give your us thing. the Genesis story. Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, May 2012, I believe. I think it sounds about right. But it was just kind of it was a it's so random that it happened. Um, it was uh, me and a friend, uh, my wife, we were going to eat and then watch a movie. We were somewhere in Birmingham. And, um, uh, and I remember just joking because we were on Twitter, me and my friend, and we were talking about uh, something about, you know, why is the Mountain Eagle not on there? I think that might have came up. And I was like, can you imagine what that would be like? Because um, Twitter was still pretty new. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, like, it had been around for a while, but it was really starting to, like, pick up steam, become a little more popular, especially for news and sports. Right. And, um and I said, it'd be funny if it was kind of like, you know, them doing just, you know, random stories about Walker County. And uh, and it'd be funny if I just, like, made an account for them. And he laughed it off, um, you know, because it's a dumb idea. And I have plenty of those. Um, and so randomly, after the movie, we're headed back. And I'm not driving, so I've just got my phone out. And then I just make a Twitter account because it, you know, takes like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then I show. And you uh, use the logo. Uh, yeah, I just straight up used the logo because, you know, it's out there. Yeah. And uh, took the logo. It made it look. I don't know if I early on distinguished, said that this is not the real mm-hmm. Daily Mind Eagle. I'm pretty sure I didn't. And uh, so for like a couple of days, it, it I think most people knew you that didn't it was not. You did the ostrich not, thing right away? Not right away. Okay. Uh, it took the. Uh, so, you know, I had the account. I showed my friend and my wife, and my wife was like, that's pretty stupid. She didn't find it funny at all. Uh, my friend, like, gave it a laugh, but he didn't think anything of it. But I kept – that was, like, a Friday night, so I kept actually, like, tweeting from that account for the weekend because mm-hmm. that was just kind of funny. It was new to me, and uh, so I was just kind of making jokes there. Uh, and I started picking up just a few followers here and there, which was great for me because this is not the first time that I'd written comedy on the Internet. I, mean, I had had blogs and stuff in college and do this, and I would have my friends like read it and give them the link. And, you know, it doesn't go beyond that circle. So this was the first time I was kind of picking up a little bit of an audience. People who didn't know you Yeah, personally. and I was like, this is really cool. I finally got an audience here for, for these jokes. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like Monday or Tuesday. I mean, we're talking 
three, four days after the inception of the account, uh, the Day Mount Eagle, y'all, the real Mount Eagle, uh, does a Facebook post telling people this Twitter account is out there, a pirated Twitter account. Mm -hmm. It's not us. I don't remember the rest. Stop calling us. Please Mm -hmm. leave the parking lot with your pitchfork, something like that. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I guess I should change the logo. So I did change and put an ostrich in place of the eagle. And I was like, there. I was like, what's the least majestic bird? And I know that there is, like, if you're from here, you grow up kind of calling the mountain eagle, also known as the buzzard. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, but let's do an ostrich. Uh, so I put an ostrich there, some clip, free clip art. It may not even been free. Um, and uh, put that there. And so then it was just the fake Daily Mind Eagle. I think I put fake in there just to make sure that it was, it was clear. I didn't want Twitter shutting me down. But that moment, the, the Facebook page uh, post from the real Daily Mind Eagle newspaper was like a spotlight shining on the account. And I racked up a 1,000 followers <laughs> immediately. So kids, lesson in how not to deal with situations like this um pretty much everything that happened for the next uh year because there was this mystique around who you were and we had a publisher who was very curious who about who you were he was more than curious right um he might have put some money on the table oh wow to find out who you were but not money no. on a tree stump in b10 Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I get run off the road a lot but, on 78, uh-huh. but sometimes um, it's just because you're on 78. I don't uh-huh. know if it was intentional. Uh-huh. Like. So, but yes. And so you, like, uh, I'm trying to remember some of the people that it was, but it, it kept coming around to people who people knew. But they knew there was an East Walker connection almost from the beginning. They knew there was an East Walker connection. But you did this for, it wasn't until what, was it 2014? When did you do the AL.com article? I believe about the, who you were? The, uh, the coming out, uh, if you will, was like 20, was, was 2014. So for two years, no so, one knew. Actually, no, 2016. Really? I believe it was 2016. This is why we have a Jeffrey to 20, look it up while we talk. So 2014, I think that was the year that like John Archibald with the Birmingham News was like he wanted to he tell wanted the interview. story. He interviewed you on he Twitter, if me. I remember correctly. Uh, he uh, yeah on Twitter like and then he called Twitter. me okay. and then um, and he got really close. But he was like, you know, you know, he's a he's a incredible columnist and a great a man. Pul- Pulitzer Prize winning. Pulitzer Prize yeah. winning and. Um, and it was funny because he was like, I want to tell your story. And I was like, we can do that, but don't say who I am. He started digging. I was like, this is not, calm yeah. down. Yeah. This is not, this is yeah. just some <laughs> random dude with a Twitter Sir, account. This is not but he was like trying to get to the bottom of it. And um, he, he did know that, because um, I talked to him and it was a, a state holiday, I was off work. And um, so he figured that much And he out. put it in there that it was a holiday that, and I said, he was like, so you must work for the state then. And Ooh. I was like, or a bank. <laughs> or uh, I make and sell meth. You don't know any of those. You set your own holidays when you do that kind of work. And um, and he put that in his article. So that was like, eh, that's kind of narrowed it down for some people maybe. Um, but he was he was on top of us. That was 2014. Uh, and he told me at, the, at that moment, he was like, you should really come write for us. And I thought he was joking. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be hilarious. Had you considered like turning that into some way to actually make money? No, I okay. never thought it could go 
beyond that. I, yeah. So that was the interview with him, and then between then and in fourteen, and then in twenty sixteen, when you kind of did the the full like out party with yeah, with it, the heat was really on. And it, there there was some real like legal threats coming your way, right? It, it was getting really, it was getting really weird. Like it was becoming a thing where um, I would different attorneys that I would meet, you know, through working for DHR that just randomly, I'm like here to talk about a case with them. And they're like, Hey, I know it's you doing the, and I was like, Oh, okay. Wow. Well, we need to talk about the protection of this elder person right now. Uh, stay on track here. Um, and, uh, and then just random people I would call sometimes, uh, Jim Odom being one. Yeah. I remember I called one time about like a work related thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, cause I think he worked at the bank yeah. and, uh, he, uh, he just went into that immediately. I was like, this is getting, how does this get now? Like who was your, who was your leak? Uh, I, I mean, it's Walker County. It's, yeah. it's nothing. You can't keep a secret. Now I will here. take pride. So I didn't really know you personally. Uh, we had made contact. I'd fed you a few stories, I think for your, for your Twitter feed. And then, um, you ended up, contacting me as yourself not as yeah. the ostrich and we did a it was something for a master's it was for my master's degree, degree or something yeah. well so do you want to tell the story are you about to tell the story about from carrie's house the photo taken from carrie's house well t- i'm gonna get to oh, that okay. yeah, I'm yeah. Like, i know this story so so i had sent you some some information anyway i ended up in, you came and we met in my office in cordova because i was elected in 2012 so yep. that was about the time you started uh the mountain eagle twitter but anyway so like i knew who you were but i didn't know you if that makes sense yeah. like i met you and I knew how I had met you and how I'd been introduced to you. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that guy's – that's the ostrich. So I didn't really even know how to out you because I didn't officially know who right. you were, really. Uh, so then I sent you uh, – we had passed uh, alcohol sales in Cordova, and I saw the first beer truck rolling in to deliver alcohol – to deliver beer to the gas station in downtown. And I took the picture and sent it to you. I was like, I'm sure you can work with this. And I think you ended up doing something. And then you called me out, right? I don't think so. You tell me that. You tell me that thing later. You Somebody called me later. out because the picture was obviously from... From Carrie's house? No, I didn't. My sister's house. Yeah, no. They could tell by the angle. No. <laughs> so they were trying to come up the ladder that way. Yeah. Yeah, well, so... No, not then. No, there's no... Uh, I will remember one, one of the most vivid ones um, because, like, advertisers were really mm-hmm. pissed. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Advertisers Our, were pissed. Um, they didn't leave, though, did they? Probably threatened. I, I well, yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm sure a few people. The one I remember though is you were doing it in the middle of the who was it? The Walker Coleman. Yeah, fight that was a situation. big one during the oh, fight. Yeah. They really thought you were the Mount Eagle. Yeah, there the were some people Coleman. who called yeah. and they said oh, we will never advertise funny. again because of you know. Yeah, they really did. So um, it it showed me how many people around me here d- didn't understand satire. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah, I mean, you're, people everywhere. That, your literal bio was like, you know, don't confuse this for real news. That'd be awful, awfully hilarious. I, um, yeah. I mean, you you really painted the picture. Oh, I had of, to because I did not want to be shut down. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, literally any of these people could read it and be like, what in the world is mm-hmm. Dave Mountain Eagle posting this? And then literally just, like, click you and be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not real. No. A lot of people didn't the do that. The other day, and I don't like think this a is lot of people I think it was didn't one of the other that. sites, but it's been within the past year. Someone called and said, "Have y'all heard that they're that they're draining Smith Lake?" And I said, "No, I don't know anything about this." And they said, "Yeah, they're draining Smith Lake." So I looked into it, and it was a satire piece. It's one, it's on one of the Walker County satire Facebook pages or something. It's actually even like three years old. People but called you. I got a call at this <laughs> office 
Strangled we need to report on it. I'm just gonna Somebody, move. again, possibly not, me. not you, said not me, Trump yeah. was coming to the Jasper Civic Center in the middle of the campaign. <laughs> we got calls on that. We, got, that was call, not, we well, got calls on that. No, that was not me. We got calls on that. I did a whole day imagining uh, if, I think Obama would come to Birmingham, so I did a whole day imagining if mm-hmm. Obama uh, and Biden came to um, mm-hmm. Walker County, right. Jasper specifically. Sure did. Oh, goodness gracious, people. But fake news became, of course, a buzzword in the last, I don't know, I feel like it's been with us forever, but explain to me the difference between what you do or did at that time and what we think we're talking about when we say fake news. Yeah, so what I do is, um, well, first of all, there's a clear disclaimer. I think that should be the most obvious thing is that, because uh, even though satire some m- miss sometimes, I mean the intention is is usually to be funny. But even if it misses, you there should it, it's clear that this is not real news. There's mm-hmm. usually something there to distinguish this as being like, you know, a parody of satire. Um, you know, just some weird type of commentary even on this possibly maybe real situation. Whereas fake news dresses itself up to be real news. Right. Uh, and, you know, in its whole intention is to be misleading. Yeah. Is to steer you in a completely yep. different direction from the truth. And that's not the purpose of satire at all. I mean, it's supposed to be just another form of commentary on the situation. And typically to make you laugh. Right? That's the goal. Yeah. It's not yeah. always, doesn't always work out that way, but that's the intent. Well, and some things make some people laugh and not others. And right. Yeah, it, it, it astounded me because the instant, because I, I probably was one of the early adopters. I would have been early in 2012 there that yeah. I followed you, and I was like, this is absolutely hilarious. And it astounded me how many people around me weren't like immediately like, hey, this is really funny, or I don't find this funny, but I understand what it is. There were just so many people that were like, I can't believe the Daily Mountain. So which one got the stuff. most traction? Which which tweet is the one that became the most yeah, do you have like a, en- engaged with or most liked or whatever it was? The first, like, actually thousands of, uh, like, retweets that I ever got on, on one uh, actually didn't have anything to do with Walker County at all. And it still gets passed around every winter. And it's, uh, Northerners, please stop criticizing how we handle snow and ice. It's rare down here, kind of like winning a national championship. Yeah, I remember that in one. football yeah. up there. <laughs> and people still, somebody was passing that around, like, last week. Or week well, yeah, because we beat Ohio State, so it, yeah. it, got, re, it got rehashed. And, uh, and I commented on, on, so it was in some group, Facebook group of men, and I was like, hey, that's mine. That's Glad that's, to see that's still making the rounds. Wish I could make funny. royalties off. Yeah, Twitter give me jokes. credit. Yeah, give me credit uh, for this. Somebody had watermarked it too with like another account. I'm like, awesome. Love to see that. Oh, uh, uh, it's fine. That joke is. Uh, but that was the first big one, and it had nothing to do. And it was little moments like that too that were for me kind of like I think that, you know, this, you know, transitioning out of just like Walker County new parody news would be. Mm-hmm better for me and for you know to kind of help get my work out there to more people so there were little instances like that that were for me kind of like i think i could get a bigger audience mm-hmm. if i stopped talking about the townly rest area so much so so it got a little too big a little too hot you shut it down for a for a spot it was a really weird weekend and this actually i've never told this story um so this is a, this is fun and it's it appropriate with you here jennifer because it was i remember the weekend it was my wife's grandfather passed away so we were down in mobile um had a funeral and everything so you're dealing with all of the stress and all the emotions of a funeral and then i get word from a friend who is friends with someone who's on the cordova city council and they had talked to they they had said now this is from he said she Mm -hmm. said all the way from like three people to me that they had talked to you you were there covering it and you had said something about the current publisher 
uh, of the, the paper knows it's me. He's getting ready to out me. So that news gets to me when we're in the middle of funeral stuff. And so I'm like, I'm trying to remember if that was even true or not. I'm just like, uh, I'm I'm just so frustrated with like, it, you know, there's probably other stress than that, and I'm like, this is just get, this is just like, I don't oh, want to deal I, with this. I'm right trying now. to remember who the council member was. It's obvious who it was now. I'm I'm sorry, I'm caught up now. <laughs> well, I know I assume, who it was. I assume it had to be someone of our generation. Right? Yes, it yeah. Is. yeah, I'm remembering yeah. this yeah. conversation. They now. are. I will it was not. a person who knew you already because she told me the day that she had yeah. lunch with you. Yeah. Yeah. But she never told me who you were. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm remembering now. Anyway, <laughs> caught up. So well, she was not the source of your outing. Uh, she didn't no. leak. Yeah, good Mm-mm. stuff. That's I. I had forgotten that, but it's it's possible. I know Jack really, really, really wanted to find out who you were, and and possibly knew who you were by the end. But what? he wanted to write a column about it. That was the whole deal. If he could have found out who you were, he was going to write a column about it. That much I do remember. Yeah, and that, that if he if he could have proof of it, and that and and at least that much got to me that yeah. like that's what he that wants was to true. do. And so for me, it was scary on two fronts. Whether it or not he actually knew what he or not, would I don't say, remember. and then two, the fact that I worked at DHR and had this job mm-hmm. where you know I'm I'm doing this work for the public, and I don't want to like. I, it's not so much like I'm worried about my image. I don't want to reflect poorly on. DHR and those social workers there because they, you know, unfortunately society, there's a lot of people who really respect the job they do, but mm-hmm. they also there's a lot of people who just don't. And even though they have no idea what they do on a day-to-day basis. So I did not want them to say, you know, to reflect poorly on them. So I, that made me really nervous. And um, so I said I need to, like, let people know who I am and tell my story so somebody else can't go out there and maybe twist right. the words. So at that weekend, um, I reached back out to John Archibald and said, hey, remember we talked a while back. Is that about, you know, you threw out there about riding for y'all. Is that, is that like a real thing? And he's like, absolutely it is. So I didn't know this. We made some phone calls, <laughs> and I shut it down. I made like a going, like a, mm-hmm. a I remember this. had a whole yeah. night of just like a random uh, adventure of shutting down the, the, the fake Daily Mountain Eagle. And laid it to rest for about two weeks while I was um, doing stuff with with AL.com, negotiating like how this would work. Um, and then like they kind of helped with like the rebrand and did some of the early artwork for it. And then getting permission from the state of Alabama to do this because uh, you have to have a job, you have to give get permission oh, yeah. from the yeah. have the secondary county director there yeah. to do all that. So uh, after all that was clear, then it was then I could have that article published and start writing. I did an article once a week for them for about but a year kept, and a half. So you're saying kept the job at DHR. Yeah, I did for about a year and a half. It was, I'm, I'm working full time gotcha. there. And, and then I write an article, like I would write it on Thursday nights and then did publish they Friday. Know, did we discuss this? Did they know that it was you, the people that you worked with? They had no idea. So um, they found out when the, when this initial article came out saying who you were? Uh, yes. And, director at the time Randy Redmill he knew about it but he didn't know he wasn't on social media yeah. uh, so when I told him he about fell out of his chair because <laughs> uh, he heard about it through the grapevine from the people talking about it in meetings but but I, I managed to keep it a secret from everybody never told a soul and it got weird at moments because I remember one particular moment there were several of us eating at Jim and Nick's and I was you know we finished eating I kind of sat back in my chair and I thought of something funny and I tweeted it out and one of 
uh, my coworkers got set up alerts mm-hmm. for every one of my tweets. So as soon as I hit send, Ooh. her phone lights up. <laughs> and she goes, oh, look at this one. And passed it around. And I just like slid my phone down. Like, oh, yeah, that's, like, oh, really that's funny. That's not that great. Like, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> He's the dumbest. Uh, so there were moments like that. It was really, uh, yeah, I was afraid I was going to get caught. That's but. really funny. So you did the year and a half where you were just writing the article a week for AL.com and still had your full-time employment with the state. And then at some point that ventured into, I guess they were getting ready to create uh, what has become It's a Southern Thing and all the content that goes with that. Had correct? they already gone to their three-day-a-week publication schedule? They were really about to get into digital? Is that what was happening? Uh, it was around that time, I believe, that they, they did that. I'm trying to remember the exact – it was actually, I think, right before that. But it was within six months of me starting that they made that swap, I believe. And so they were going, obviously, trying to push a lot more digital content. Yeah, they were big and, time. And so then who, where did the conversation start with, uh, with It's a Southern Thing? Did they approach you, or did it just kind of? Yeah, they, um, they had actually started um, this brand called This is Alabama um, that was just doing a lot of positive stuff about Alabama. John Archibald wrote for that, did he not? Uh, I'm sure some of his stuff did. Yeah. And the, the one video he wrote and was narrated a video about, I don't know if it was just Birmingham or Alabama, but I think that may have won an Emmy, too, or a regional Emmy. Um, but that was one that would really help launch that brand, I believe. But they were then they started doing some comedy stuff on there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that took off. And they realized that it was much bigger than just Alabama. It was really Southern Identity content. Mm-hmm. So it, it really grew outside of that. And they thought, we need to create a brand that captures that whole audience because they may find this video enjoyable because it relates to them, but they're not going to follow the brand because it's this is Alabama. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had this idea to create this much larger brand. It's a Southern thing. And when they did that, um, they reached out to me, and, and, and we had some meetings, wanted to know if I was interested, and um, it sounded great to me. It was a really tough decision because um, I loved what I was doing, and it's tough to walk away from a job like that. I mean, I really felt like, and still do sometimes, that you know you just abandon everybody over there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. It's, it's tough to just let go of that. Um, but uh, also at the same time, I felt like I'm not ever going to get this opportunity yep. again, especially yep. not here, to make this kind of content. I mean, at the very least, like maybe Atlanta you can find stuff like this. Yeah. But this is a rare yeah. opportunity to have something like this down the road. It's just right in front of you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Easy commute in your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And so since then, you guys have done – there's obviously a lot of content with the It's a Southern Thing brand that you guys do. And you, you focus specifically on, I guess, those – kind of those two areas in there, or do you are you kind of involved in the whole kibosh? Yeah, I've uh, – yeah, um, in a lot of it. It's uh, – my role is managing the social media for all – for the brand mm-hmm. uh, and writing some of the sketches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've hired some more writers since I started uh, and doing – some of that unscripted stuff too so it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of the social media and the video work and that's usually i write an article that's got some good traction you'll get some pretty good viewership on a lot of that stuff now right yeah our sketches we had our 100th episode um back near the end of 2020 while while you know still in lockdown quarantine uh and and at that point we had had one billion video views wow on our sketches so, wow um, so that's off. good that's good from obviously being here at the Mountain Eagle um, perspective of the the changing landscape. Well, my question of, is of that industry. Um, do people associate that with AL.com, though? No, not at all. 
No, only, I mean, like, you know this because working in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people catch it. They're a little, like, if they're not in the industry, they may have noticed, like, AL.com will share our videos sometimes. Mm-hmm. So they might catch the connection there. But um, So it's funded and everything. I mean, that AL.com is the reason this, this can exist, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we're formed underneath them. We're all evol- a part of advanced publications. Sure. Um, but we're under that umbrella. But, but we're, people don't watch your videos and associate it with what we know as the Birmingham News. Or. No, and that's part of the whole reason that they, before I got there, that they kind of broke off and did a separate thing, too, is because it was really weird to have, like, the Birmingham News mm-hmm. and have, like, you're reading about all this serious political scandal, murder, Here's a funny video about grits. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, another murder. So it's really weird to have all that live in the same space. So they kind of, you know, broke it apart and then it grew into something bigger because it had that room to thrive, I think. Well, then that's its own revenue arm, too, I would take it, with advertising on that platform. It's kind of, it, it can feed itself. I see your wheels turning on the operational mm-hmm. side of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just interesting because, yeah, you're right. It goes back to the revenue on that side. Um but it's just interesting to me that, you know, people, you don't think people associate that with AL.com and they're okay with that. Um, but it doesn't all have to be the same thing. It doesn't all have to be the same branding on it. That's interesting. No, 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 not at all. But the whole story, though, is that the news industry has been changing. It's been changing for a long time. And Ed and I talk about this sometimes. You know, there was a time that thus saith Walter Cronkite. Thus saith the times. We were the somewhat the power brokers in the community. Mm-hmm. We're not seen. We're not seen that way anymore. No, right. it's a different really. animal now. Yeah. And so people expect, especially people of our generation. Um, I mean, we started this podcast. Clearly, Daily Mountain Eagle podcast did a good interview. That first interview with Greg Reed, and mm-hmm. then we made fun of his hair at the end. Yeah, that's something that couldn't have happened a few years ago. No, like, but not only can it happen now, it should it's be expected, expected yeah. that yeah. we can engage on that level. Um, that we, you know, like I said, that we, if we take ourselves too seriously it's apparent and it's Uh only going to hurt the industry as a whole now you still have a serious job to do of course most days but that's the deal that's the fine line that news agencies like us like al.com are you have to do what the job has traditionally been but there has to be room for the humor and making fun of it and and not taking yourself so seriously right so so completely off topic because Jennifer accidentally let us talk about video games in here one time and I now did. I have to always do it. Yep. Have you updated Warzone yet? Are you ready for... I can't remember the last time I played it. It's been about three weeks or so. So did you play Rebirth Island at all yet? Yes, for just a second. It was... Uh, okay, so the update dropping tonight, it's literally text messages I've been getting. Uh, they're putting 100 people on Rebirth Island. That one island? Day. Yeah. Oh, that's chaos. Yeah. <laughs> thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> If you're wondering what Drew's going to be doing tonight, it's okay. dying a lot on Heaven Rebirth knows. Island by Negative uh, KD Cali Sticks. <laughs> oh, it's going to be bad. I'm going to be getting rocked. Inventing so. new cuss words. <laughs> is getting murdered by 12-year-olds on Call of Duty tonight. Now, we haven't mentioned uh, uh, one of the other things that you do. People need to know, again, the trivia. He so, and that was night. part of our relationship. A moonshine and, business. Yeah, moonshine. he runs a moonshine business. Oh, I'm sorry. So, we were recording uh, at the family business, Matt and I had talks. I mean, right when we opened about doing trivia, I think you approached me. I missed right? y'all as soon as I saw that y'all were going to be opening up because yeah. I've been wanting to do something like that. Yeah. And 
Jasper for a long time. And we, we were and immediately like, yeah, because we were wanting to do a trivia night. We were trying to figure out what our little niche was and what we could do. And Warehouse 319 already did a trivia night on Thursday nights, but it was the night that made the most sense. And I literally approached them because they were in the off season. They weren't even doing trivia. And I was like, hey, do you guys mind if we mm-hmm. started up on Thursdays? Well, our trivia, um, no offense to them, became a lot better than theirs really fast. Right. And then I was like, you know I can't, like, not do this on Thursdays right, right. now, even though you're starting it back up. Like, we got to go head to head because I can't quit doing this. And uh, that's grown into something awesome for, for our business, and I think it's been awesome for you to, to – I mean, he fully takes charge of that, just so everyone knows. I mean, he runs Trivia Night, and uh, that's been that's been a really good – it's been fun for us, and I'm sure it's been a, a cool experience for you too. Yeah, I love it. And before you had the uh, – baby girl and COVID and everything his wife would come with him and keep score and tabulate and stuff for him and you've had a, a niece there before I think keeping yeah, score had to bring for her him. in on really big yeah nights. on the I've big nights pull in help yeah and it's funny we've watched we have certain topics now that we know are going to be monsters and yeah. uh, you can watch we've had conversations about um, the certain demographics that you're aiming at if you can get them there you get everybody there and mm-hmm. uh, and we can you can see the reactions on Facebook to the event and you you know we know whether a good trivia night's about to happen or not like they don't sneak up on you right. yeah, so. I saw y'all did a Christmas vacation trivia night yeah. I saw reposted quite a bit on my yeah Facebook the Christmas feed. one uh, 2020 was um, it's it's own thing yeah. um, but the year before in 2019 he did a Christmas one every week mm-hmm. and it was a different you know it was va- the vacation mm-hmm. and different ones every one of those was monstrous I, I people yeah. love christmas and he hit all the right yeah. topics and those were all really good trivia nights but uh we have fun we have fun with uh with trivia nights too we're starting back up in march so yeah yeah excited about that took the winter off we sit everybody outside and yeah. uh they don't like sitting outside I, when it's I cold i don't blame them when it's 30 degrees <laughs> yeah. outside i feel bad for them but yeah. it's so that's covid we're cranking back up we'll uh we'll try to bring it home but i'll begin with a story that i know you wouldn't know they're I'm leading to a question at the end. There was going to be a big rollout for a positive PR campaign in this county, and they had an I know I where this is going. They had an idea. Yeah. And someone called, and they said, "This is this is what it is. This is what the campaign is. How do we do this and not get made fun of by the ostrich?" <laughs> <laughs> Is this the, is, and this I, is the to the can-do campaign? And I said, yeah. I don't know that you can. Yeah. But they were legitimately terrified that they were going to roll out this big positive branding thing for the county, and you were absolutely going to trash it. And the power that you held, it was never, never going to take off because before it even got out of the gate, it was going to be trashed. Oh, no. That's a true story. So that tells you how crazy. So I can actually got. speak a little bit to that uh, because that uh, that went through some some people I'm associated with, and I actually was in some of the meetings. And the brand that they showed us, mm-hmm. it got changed. It's not the brand they ended up getting rolled it out. Got changed, and I actually never knew what happened until just now. I never knew why they scrapped it. I, I so never what was, was told. Wait, so the phrase "can do" was not. Was not oh, there was another one. Yeah, there was, the, another one. There was an, I can't even remember it at this point. It was a different color. Different it was a different scheme. It was I everything. Can it. But I remember they they had that stuff branded. I got to mm-hmm. see it all. It was like top secret. Like here, look at this. Oh, well, you can release that information. Yeah. Come on. if you got it, go. I forgot it by now. Do you think you they would care go. if I said? They'll never listen. Who is they? They might care. 
They might care. The they the being they might care, and these particular powers can afford those attorneys. So yeah. uh, let's <laughs> well, just move on. We'll do this one off uh, mic. Okay, so what I'm getting <laughs> to is... the person is we're going to... Is Sonny Posey? Sonny Posey. I'm not worried about uh, Sonny Posey. No, I'm not worried Sonny about Sonny. Posey, if you're listening, come I'm, at me. I'll meet you at Mr. Subs because I know you're there every um, afternoon. He is there. So what I'm getting at is... You both, you make fun of, through the, the satire site, that's what you became known for. You make fun of Walker County and all its all its craziness. Um, but yet you also, your brand keeps on to this, this southern aspect that we all know and relate to. And you really seem to love it. And so... Talk to me about you and Walker County and your relate your what I imagine is a love hate relationship. I think Drew and I have talked about it's, having a love hate relationship. It's love hate. Sure, you yeah. can feel so, it. So talk to me about how you feel about because you still live here. If you hated the place, yeah. you would have left. Oh, absolutely. You're yeah. from I left here. and moved back. I mean, right. I had an opportunity to stay so away. So talk but to me about home. Yeah. No, Walker County is. Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely a quirky place, mm-hmm. um, but it's home, and the people here are fantastic. Um, and, you know, because of its quirkiness, I truly believe that you're not going to find another place like this anywhere else. And that's been kind of, you know, the drum that I've been beating for a long time and was we should embrace the weirdness of Walker County. It seems to be like some people want to kind of shun it. and Sanitize it. Yeah, you know, either from at the very top, it's like we don't want that to be the face of Walker County. To just like every average Joe is like, we need to be more like, you know, how come Coleman's got a Mm -hmm. movie theater? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what, I don't Mm want to be Coleman. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to be trustful. I don't want to be Gardendale. Like Jasper is the the thing that makes Jasper and Walker County great is this because there's no other place like it. Why would you want to make it like a, a weird copycat version of, of, of something else? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I love this place. There's certainly things that aggravate the stew out of me. That's, that's, but that, I think those, you're going to find those places everywhere. Um, you know, no place on earth is perfect. Um, I mean, would I rather live in Gulf Shores? Absolutely. Of course I would. But uh, but I love this place. I love the people here. I love uh, I love you know it's a beautiful place. We've got some fantastic food, um, and not chain places. We're talking about the mom and pop mm-hmm. places that mm-hmm. that need to get more love and support. The holes than, in the wall. Yeah, yeah, that's the good stuff. It breaks my heart when I see one of those places shut down yeah. just so we can open up a you know another Guthrie's. Um, <laughs> we'll close the other Guthrie's already. Did we close it? <laughs> it's closed. Okay, or you know, put a Hibbit Sports in there or something. Uh, or you or know, goodies. Another, we move goodies around yeah. a lot. That gummit. I can't keep track. I don't even of know where it is now. Open or closed yeah. now, but or yeah, which I love it. which strip it's in. I'm saying what frustrates me is that you know, and I do make fun of it, uh, and I am not the first person to make fun of sure. Walker County. It won't be, you know, after I quit doing the the satire of Walker County, there like all these other ones popped mm-hmm. up. One of them did that Drain and Smith Lake thing, um, but you know, and, and there's going to be people who make fun of where they live, and uh, but what aggravates me, you know, I will defend Walker County is when people outside of Walker County. Mm-hmm. Make fun yeah, you're of not allowed. Yeah. I shut it down. Yeah. I'll we can tell do them. It. You're I tell people to their faces, like, hold on now. Are you from there? <laughs> then you don't have the right to make fun <laughs> of Walker County. Um, but no, you know, for better or worse, it's uh, I love this place. Uh, I just want to see the best for Walker County. Um, well, and sometimes satire can kind of rise some of the real issues to plain sight. I mean, that that works, and then we can work so, on so. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like so. That's a whole other objective of yeah. satire. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah. first is like, you know, let me at least try to make somebody laugh. And then there's just like this ultimate goal of and that. Then on but, the way, and then you're like, hey, he was actually achieved. right. We can mm-hmm. fix that. Yeah. 
Jen, that's a perfect place to end it. I, I mean, that that's it. That paints the whole picture. Right. Well, and I think there were people who thought that you didn't. Again, going back to that story, I think there were people I, who thought that I, you. I think that's where I was always attached to you. you. Yeah, you did. It's because I felt I felt just like you. I have the yeah. love hate relationship. I love everything that's great about the place, and I hate all the you things that we do that we don't have yep. to do. And uh, I, I felt that in your humor. I was like, this guy gets it. He gets exactly what I feel about this place too. Okay. All right, good deal. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me on. This was fun. Thanks, Matt. I realized that about halfway through, because honestly, I mean, that's probably a conception I had at one point, um, that to do what he did, and especially to tell some of the jokes he told, yeah, because I do feel like he crossed the line yeah. a few times. Yeah. I, you know, I really did wonder, at some point, if you just have to keep beating that dead horse, why don't you just, like, leave? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get to really see the side of him that mm-hmm. loves Walker County mm-hmm. when all you're doing mm-hmm. is bashing it. I don't even you know. and I have the mix of we know we love it and we also know what's wrong with it. Yep. But you never get that side from him mm-hmm. when you're just. But I could feel it in his humor. Yeah. I could feel it felt like that to me. Yeah. He felt like a guy that like he's here. This is home, but it's he's also trying, yeah. effing frustrating well, sometimes. I don't know if he's ever been asked to talk so, about that. Like I'm glad in, you did that in an on mic situation, but. I mean, that was a good conversation. That was good. That was Matt. And, and, that uh, was a conversation a long time coming, it but was. it comes full circle, <laughs> and here you are. It was good, and uh, obviously I, I get a, I have a pretty good relationship with Matt now, getting to interact with him on a weekly basis uh, coming to the business. But, yeah, I, I felt him to be a kindred spirit, and I'm glad we talked about yep. that a little good bit. Um, so, so working on some guests. Working on some guests, and, in true, and we've decided. In true 2021 woke fashion, yeah. we're working on a list of women, Jennifer. We need yeah. to get some women well, up in here. Well, you know I'm always going to bring the women to the table. Yeah. Um, Let's go bring all these white guys things. in here. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. They're the worst. Yeah. I don't like them. Um, <laughs> as if I'm not she married said, to one yeah, I was about and to raising say she one. She says to her husband and son. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, we, we've got some ideas for, for some women we want to talk to, and we do want to change our production schedule, which we've been kind of iffy on to begin with. But yeah, I, think we, I think we've decided that we're committed to a two-week schedule. Yeah, every two weeks works So good. Uh, we came to you two weeks ago. And we'll come to you today, and then we'll come to you in an additional two weeks. And, uh, so be looking for us We're going to bounce in and out of the guests, those in and around politics, and then yeah. some of those that aren't. And we're still going to bring back that civics thing at, at yeah. some point. We're going to work on that idea. So, yeah. yeah. So we're still rocking and rolling and feeling good about it. Hey, y'all have a good week, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. Left on Red is a DME Media Production. Copyright 2021, Daily Mountain Eagle.